name's Kat. And I'm Anna. And this is We, we Moved to, to Glasgow. Glasgow. This is our yearly wrap. Yeah. It's the end of our first year in the, Glasgow. The last time year. we'll say that little intro. Yeah, at least for like a good while. Mm. We'll see if we'll come back. But <laughs> for now, the last time. And yeah, we'll just sort of like talk about the entire year, uh, contrast with sort of what, where we were in the beginning of the year. But um, I think we should start off with the last month. Because uh, a lot of things happened in the last month. <laughs> um, As per tradition. Yeah, um, most interestingly for me, um, I had a, a, for Easter, I went uh, not home, but to Berlin to see my family. And um, there was a minor uh, mix up in the travel plans. Um, so I woke up really, really early because I had an early flight. Um, got myself down to this uh, bus station to go to Edinburgh Airport, like took the bus the entire way. I was a little early, but thinking like I could get some breakfast in the airport. Got there, went to security, tried to like, you know, scan in my ticket, only um, to have the nice lady telling me that um, I was at the wrong airport. <laughs> um, so I uh, slightly panicked. Um, I asked her like, so um, how long does it take to, to get to Glasgow airport then? Um, and she was like very nicely telling me that I wasn't gonna make it and uh, that I have to like try and switch my ticket. So like I run down to the EasyJet office or whatever and, and see like a huge line like this is not happening and also trying to remember when I bought the tickets so, like seemingly like no one else was selling tickets for uh, Berlin uh, flights and I was uh, not in a great mood because it was very early I'd yet to have coffee um, and so I like run out to a cab because I was like I'm gonna make it this Ugh, okay run out like tell the ladies I'm like I'm gonna go to Glasgow airport and they're so sorry for me but like find someone who can drive me and then the nice man because it's a very long journey of like 45 minutes meaning it's also a very expensive journey but the very nice man calmed me down the entire way and uh, gave me a 30 pound discount for the Whoa. trip um and he was the nicest taxi driver i've ever met he was like super cute and telling me how like he retired from his like pub business but his wife was still working so like he just took on this like driving job because like you know finding something to do so it's like chatting all the way um and I like I tried to call my mom like as I was running out of the of Edinburgh airport to tell her like what was going on because I wanted sort of like money advice of like what can I do um but she wasn't picking up <laughs> um but then she finally calls me and like straight up just like laughs in my face like I did as well <laughs> yeah sort of like everyone did <laughs> which is really nice and really comforting <laughs> Um, that everyone just like immediate reactions like how did you do this how did you not check it's on your ticket it's on my ticket but the problem was like I'd been so scared because when I was traveling home to Denmark for Christmas like one of my friends managed to buy a ticket for the wrong one so I was so scared that I bought it for the wrong date mm. that I kept checking that and never thought to look at um, and I talked to like plenty of people about what like where I was traveling but uh, the only person I didn't talk to <laughs> it about was my mom um who was the only one who knew where I was going because she was like I was on the phone with her when I booked the ticket um so we just managed to like miss each other about that um and yeah but um somehow I managed to get myself to Glasgow airport in time I run through the airport um and uh grab myself a sandwich to like finally also get some like breakfast sort of thing didn't get coffee 
huge letdown. <laughs> but um, and then me thinking, because I've only slept like four hours that night, because I had to get up early, um, that I was gonna get some sleep on the plane was um, not happening, because I was so filled with adrenaline from the <laughs> entire morning that I straight up like I read like fifty pages in a book. I listened to like all the podcasts. Like I got so much done on that flight. It's not that I long. Was it's so a... it's two hours. Yeah. Okay. But I was so stressed out mm. that I was like, yes, let's do things. Yeah. Um, but I made it to Berlin. Um, I, I don't understand how this happened. And, like, I was talking about this the entire way with the cab driver because I am such an organized person. Like, I have my shit together 99% of the time. And, like, flights and travel plans are, like, one of the things where I check up on everything. Like, I check that I have a passport several times. Like, ugh. But I don't know how this happened. I think that's why it was so funny because you were like the last person everyone expected this to happen to and yeah I mean to be fair like I laughed when you also wrote that you were at the check-in line at the right airport mm. so I knew you had arrived safely I did feel sorry for you but mainly it was just a really funny story yeah it was uh, it was very comforting however to make it there and then my very very nice mom mm. um sent me the money with like a little memo that said like um, this is me paying for the story. <laughs> so, nice. a very expensive story. Because um, mm. also, like, of course I'd managed, because I'd bought, like, a return ticket for the Edinburgh uh, bus. So oh that's, like, God. another £20. Um, so, I like... I don't understand how you could go through all of this, like... And not check my ticket for the... But, like, oh, just remember where you booked it from, like... But I booked it, like, months in advance. And I never fly from Edinburgh, because, like, there are no flights to Denmark from <laughs> Edinburgh. So, um... Like, there are only flights from Edinburgh to, to Denmark and not from Glasgow, so... But yeah, I made it. It was nice. Um, good day. Really funny. I still think it's hilarious. Um, it I don't is. think I'll ever um, stop checking that I'm going to go to the right airport um, now. No. Like, I learned my lesson from this. Traumatized for... Super traumatized. Like, it's hilarious, but also the most stressful situation I've ever been in. Yeah, I'm impressed you made it, to be honest. But yeah, yeah. But yeah so other than that, like, um, this month has been, like, overall stressed. Because, um, you know, um, I just finished, I sort of, like, finished term last week um, with all the assignments and stuff. I still have, like, a shorthand exam coming up in a few days. But other than that, I am done. But that means a lot of stress has been going down. But um, that's not really interesting to hear about. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, well, <laughs> kind of the same, I guess. Um... Our term works a bit differently, so we have exams right now. I have my first exam next week. See, I don't even know the weekday because um, weekdays don't mean anything to me anymore. Right. So, but yeah, next week sometime, 2nd of May. And it's sociology, which is, for me, the hardest course, I feel, because it's so theoretical and you have to remember all of these authors. So yeah, revising. I mean, I feel like things have happened for both of us. Like, you got that position at Radio Cali and, like... Oh, yeah. Stuff like, um, I went to NASA, so yeah, that was I was fun. elected. Um, I wasn't really running against anyone, but I was elected head of programming at Radio Cali, which is a radio station at my uni, which was pretty cool. And you won a prize. Oh, yes. I won a little award <laughs> um, for Best Behind the Mic, which was super interesting. I wasn't there <laughs> to accept the award, which too is cool like a little be here. just too cool to show up because I was um, at King's Theater seeing the podcast my dad wrote a porno which was so fun um, but yeah it also meant I couldn't be there which was kind of like I think the award has felt a little bit like not that exciting to me because I mm. haven't seen the 
what do you call it, like, the award itself, like, the trophy part mm-hmm. of it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm picking it up later today. And, like, I wasn't there, so, like, all I've gotten is, like, a few congratulations on Facebook. And sort of, like, so it doesn't really mean that much to me, but I'm excited mm-hmm. to see, like, if getting the actual award is going to change that. Because mm-hmm. it does feel cool to get an award. Yeah. So... But yes, I guess like things have happened. But yeah. I was back in Denmark finally as well. Yeah, you were I for actually... like a pretty good while. I think it was two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to be one week, and then I was like, no, I want to stay a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I bought another return ticket home, like home to Glasgow, mm. um, to extend my stay in Denmark, and it was really really nice. It's very relaxing, and I read so many books. <laughs> so I'm trying to get back into like the book reading. Yeah, me too. Routine. I realize, like, as you guys, because you went home, and then our friend Emma has been home, like, she's home right now, and she was also home, like, a month ago. I realized, like, I was only, I've only been home for two weeks over Christmas ever since. Oh, but that was my leaving. first time home. Yeah, yeah, but, so. like, I won't be home until, like, I go home for good for summer, so I was like, <laughs> I sort of miss home. Yeah, that's how I felt I before think. Easter, because yeah. I hadn't been in Denmark at all mm. before that, so yeah. that was quite... A long time as well. And, like, Christmas was a little, like, as Christmas always is, like, a little hectic. Like, there's a lot of things happening. Um, Hmm. So I'm really excited to go home. I think that's also, like, the last month has been the first time where I felt homesick. Sort of just, like, I'm just kind of ready to go home and get out of halls. Like, be in a space that's actually mine. Like, hang out with my mom. Hang out with the cats. (laughs) See my brother. My brother, um, ugh. Just a little, like, fun story. Um, the other day, I get a picture from my mom, because I talked to her earlier, of my brother coming home at, like, 9.30. It just, like, crashed on the couch, because he was <laughs> drunk. And I think to myself, like, I need to get in on this. <laughs> so I FaceTime my mom, who, like, puts me on the phone with my brother, who is so drunk. Like, and it's so, so funny. So um, I thought to myself, like, because it was on the computer that I was FaceTiming, like, I'll just film a little bit of this. So now I have, like, minutes, like, five minutes of of footage of my brother just, like, eating chips, like, really, really up close (laughs) Um, while he's complaining about the grade he got in his, like, mock exam in English. (laughs) And it's so great. And, like, the best part is that he doesn't remember talking to me. Or at least he doesn't remember telling me about his grade. That is such good blackmail material to That have. is such great. But I'm, I found, like, I found out I've been doing this thing of, like, saving for... And this is great, because he doesn't listen to this podcast. Suck it. Like, <laughs> I'm telling uh, everyone else. But I have a whole folder on my computer with screenshots from every time I FaceTime him. Because, <laughs> um, basically, because I've been gone for this entire year, and then I was gone for most of last year in Berlin. So we, like, I have a lot of FaceTime calls so I just have screenshots of him, like, and he does this dumbest stuff. Like, half of them are him, like, shirtless, because he thinks it's funny to, like, pose and, like, flex his muscles. <laughs> yeah. such a... So I'm gonna... Because he's graduating in a little bit, um, and I'm thinking, speech time! <laughs> so a little slideshow, or...? A little slideshow. doesn't have to be relevant to what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> I can just... Show them in the background. <laughs> that would be so great. <laughs> or like, or his birthday is also coming up, so I could do a little Facebook montage. Uh, or to share. if you want to be really extra, you're gonna print them out and give him like a physical photo album of it. Oh, that'd be good. Like, but then he could 
destroy it. it. Yeah. Whereas if he does it with Facebook, like Facebook could also like mine the data and save it forever and use it against him in the future. I hope they will sell it to some advertisers and then. Oh, that'd be so good! Like imagine like he shows up on like a Russian porn site or something. <laughs> okay, we're planning some weird revenge against your brother. Right yeah, now. for nothing. <laughs> There's not really anything in revenge. No. But moving on, um, so what we're sort of, like, talking about today is, like, overall the entire year mm. and how it's been. Because, of course, like, at least, like, for me, this was a pretty big move. Yeah, that huge. Came, yeah, that came with a lot of, like, consideration, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. So it's been really interesting to sort of, like, follow that entire year. Because, of course, like, while you're in it, you sort of forget that, like, it is a big move. Mm. Um, and at least sometimes I sort of, like, have to stop and think, like, it's okay that things are a little bit, like, rough. Because it also is, like, a big thing to move really far away from home and be by yourself for, like, the first time and, like, all these things. It's okay to get, like, overwhelmed. Yeah. Because it's a lot of new experience. That and just starting, like, university in a different country as also well. Also that, yeah. And, like, um, even though, of course, we've been speaking English for, like, a few years and, like, especially me doing the IB, like, it's been a really big part of my life for a long time, but it sort of does still affect the way you communicate that you're speaking in a language that isn't your first language. Definitely. Um, I've also noticed that the more, like, the closer I get to people, mm. the worse my English becomes. Yeah. Like, I try harder. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember with one of my friends, like, we were talking, and in the beginning, when I first, like, met him, I would speak really proper English, mm. I guess, just English. Yeah. Um, and now it's, like, I'm just dropping words. I'm like, oh, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, I'm also, like, I've become really good for just, like, when I can't remember a word, I'll just say the Danish word, Mm. and then expect someone to sort of, like, oh, I sort of know that word, or, like, it's probably this, sort of get it from context, and they never do, because, like, Danish doesn't make sense, and, like, it doesn't directly translate. Apparently, if you know a little German, it's... Yeah, probably, but but I've been also, like, sort of, because I think, like, as I was going to Berlin, I sort of realized, like, how poor my Danish has become because I suddenly was speaking it on a daily basis which I don't usually do and I get really frustrated when I am not able to speak fully Danish because it is like a really big part of me to be from Denmark and from a Danish family so it really sucks for me when my Danish isn't as fluent as I want it to be and it takes a little while to get back into it mm. um, so I've sort of been trying to watch more Danish TV and Aww. get more Danish influences like if, at least for a little bit before I get back to Denmark also because there's no way I'm doing work placement <laughs> on Danish newspapers with the level of Danish I'm currently at oh um but um I've been finding like I'm watching uh Posenhulen, okay. which is this like satire program every Sunday on like the one of the big like Danish TV stations um and I'm finding that it's so difficult for me that I can't share this with the people around me because they don't understand like they don't understand the humor they don't understand the jokes like a lot of them are based on language and it's really frustrating that I want to share this thing that I'm watching with people and I just can't because of the language barriers I'm like Mm. everyone should speak Danish I think with the like not or not speaking one language fluently Mm. I've gotten so used to it because I grew up with German Danish and somewhat English as well so I never I never felt like I spoke one language fully. I always felt like I knew these three languages, like, half. Yeah. Sort of, and I think that's something you get used to when you grow up, and, like, trilingual or bilingual, Mm. so... I'm excited to get back to Denmark for a little bit and get my Danish back, because I know it'll come back within, like, a week or so. Yeah. Um, It's just really frustrating, like, when you first start, like, when I FaceTime my mom, and that I'm, like, not able to string together, like, Mm. fast, like, sentences in my head, but I have to, like, drop in English words and, like... 
and I make like the dumbest grammatical <laughs> grammatical yeah. mistakes and stuff. So um, I mean that's much worse for me with German because that's mm. what I speak to my mom, and because I don't watch anything German, I don't have any German friends or anything. Mm. And the last three, well, four years, I haven't got gone to any like German school, so mm. I haven't had it as a subject. That's been really tough, so yeah. I should get back on that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's something for the summer. <laughs> yeah. But um, sort of like coming back to wrapping up in a year, like I think we should start off with like, what is like, like what has been like the best and the worst part of university or like how has the whole experience been for you like studying here? Um, well, I think one of the things I found out really quick was that I was so happy that it was four years instead of three for a bachelor. Yeah, me too. Um, which was one of the... So I was considering this course in Glasgow or another course in Denmark uh, at Aarhus. And one of the minus points for Glasgow was like, oh, it's so long. Mm. But it's such a huge bonus for me um, as someone who didn't take a gap year, especially to have an extra year and being able to take three subjects instead of just like the ones that I mm. know I want to do has given me much more freedom. And yeah, so I'm really happy about my course course choices um especially because i do a third subject and i'm also really happy about that one so i think that's been a lot better somehow than expected like i'm doing stuff that i like all the time where i was like oh there are gonna be parts i'm gonna hate but mm. that's usually been down to the lecture and not yeah, to yeah. the actual content i think it's been the same for me i was really concerned especially because like i'm a year older mm. um and I took a gap year and stuff, so I'm, like, a lot older than some of my, my peers um, <laughs> who came in, like, only 17, and, like, I turned 20 right before we started, so I, like, felt a little old sometimes. Um, and I think you sort of, like, get into the pressure of, like, you're supposed to be successful when you're, when you're young. And, like, I had someone tell me, like, a year back that, like, oh, but it's good to be young in journalism, and he was, like, bragging about how he's only, like, 17 and applying for this course, like, haha, he didn't get in, but, um, <laughs> I did, he, um, no, but, and, so I was really concerned about the fact that it was four years, and I'm gonna be, like, 24 when I finish, and I feel like I'm gonna be so old, but I also really appreciate the time it gives me to sort of, like, do things next to it, and sort of, like, yeah, figure out what exactly it is, like, I want to do in journalism, get experience, and just really enjoy the course, especially because the first two years aren't, like, especially for me, like, they don't count towards my degree yeah, at all. For you, you sort of, like, have to get into honors and stuff, so, like, it Next matters year a counts. little bit more. Yeah. But, like, grades don't matter to me for the first two years, mm. which is super important to me because it means I can sort of, like, pick and choose, like, what I learn a lot from. I can pour all my energy into there instead of, like getting like the good grades mm. which I feel like is really beneficial coming from the IB system where everything was about grades like finally I can focus on learning instead yeah which I, has been super valuable I think high school made me a bit tired of caring mm. about grades because I did care a lot so I think from that I sort of learned that it's not going to be as important now I want to of course I still want to get into my course mm. so I have to care to some extent but I think I care much less than high school because I'm just like having different values I suppose yeah. Um, yeah, like, one thing that I do feel with the Danish and, like, the Glasgow system was, like, that you can, like, like, the whole being young thing, mm -hmm. that's a little more extreme here because people are so young mm -hmm. and there's a bit more pressure, I feel, whereas in Denmark it's very normal to take, like, two gap years, for example. Or, like, even five, like, it's super normal yeah. to just, like, do it in your own So time. that's the only thing that I miss, maybe a bit from Denmark, like, a bit more, I don't know, like, chill. <laughs> But in general, like, I feel like, like, I'm missing a lot of, like, the Danish values in my, like, in the people I go to school or uni with, or, like, 
in general, like people from from Scotland, I feel like it seems like they've been they haven't really experienced much before they go to university, which means that they're also like not as like mature in some ways. Like they're super good academically, and there's no doubt about it. Um, but there's just like a lack of maturity and sort of like being calm around everything. They get stressed like super easily. Um, which is really concerning because this is first year, so if you can't make it through first year, like, what the hell is the rest of it going to be like? Um, so I'm just, like, seeing... And also, like, we have a lot of, like, weird drama in my class. <laughs> like, there's so much, like, drama with, like, people talking behind, like, other people's backs and, like... Because you also have an actual class. Yeah, I we're, don't have that, we're 22 so. people, so mm. we, like, see each other every class because we have every single class together. So, of course, like, we see a lot of each other and people are friends outside. Like, I haven't really, like made friends with the class much because I also do feel like there's a mm. like maybe that's the age divide I don't know um but I don't know like it's just strange to me because they're also taking it into the class like someone was like uh talking about someone else in a presentation like <laughs> um which wow. I wasn't there for but like I, I can't like I can't believe this happened like someone like shouted at another girl in class and like they have to work together for like the next three years i don't understand how this happens like i've never had drama happen to me this way and i don't know if this is a danish thing i don't know if it's like a general scottish thing that people just like more outwardly like doing the whole drama thing but i've never had it happen and it's super stressful to me that this is a part of the class because i suddenly get like i don't really want to be friends with people then because i don't want to get involved in that drama thing because to me like this is sort of I sort of consider it as, like, my workplace. Yeah. Because also these, like, the lecturers and teachers that we have are industry people or have industry contacts. So it's super important that we're, like, presenting ourselves well to these people. Um, and, like, shouting at another person in class about something personal is not professional at all. So that's a bit odd. So I've been feeling, like, really good about a lot of the academic stuff in my course. And it was, it's really good to get, like, confirmation that this is definitely the right course. Yeah. There's no doubt, like, mm-hmm. I'm at the right course. Like, I'm definitely, like, studying the right degree. Journalism is it for me, which I think was a big concern as well. Because, like, what if I moved to a different country and, like, the country wasn't right? Or, like, what if the course wasn't right? Like, all these, like, factors. But yeah. it's right. It's a good place. So that's been good. But I'm not sure, like, how I feel about the class dynamics and stuff. Those yeah. have been a little, like, unexpected and, like, a little young. I guess I'm a bit happy that I don't have a class anymore. Mm. I quite like meeting different people in, like, every course, like, in every seminar yeah. or tutorial. So, yeah, it's, like, a different dynamic if you're constantly together, mm. um, which you just aren't usually. It also so. doesn't feel like university at all. I sort of mm. imagine, like, big lecture halls and stuff, but I don't have much yeah. of that. No. You can come to mine if you want. <laughs> yeah, no. I think fun. another thing with the whole difference between Denmark and um, here is that a lot of the pro- like the projects that people do on the side are societies and it might be the first time they get involved in anything. Oh yeah. Where I think that's like institutions are such a big thing mm-hmm. um, in Denmark and one of my friends he's doing uh, like from Denmark he's doing a project where they have some Scottish um, young people <laughs> over and then they're going to visit Scotland and talk about how being creative works differently in those countries and mm-hmm. like especially going to institutions. And I remember seeing this interview with the Scottish people and they were like, oh, if you want to do something creative, you have to get funding from the really big institutions. Well, in Denmark, it's like you can always find this one person or one teacher who mm. will like, help you along, sort of. It's very easy to start. To start your own project. Yeah, to start like, things. Yeah. Or maybe that's just the environment I was in, at least, in Denmark. Yeah, but like I was in the same, like, we went to the same high school, so I like, sort of come yeah. from the same, like, at least, like, 
for those three years um, that it was really encouraged that we do our own thing and like start projects. Um, but yeah, that, that is sort here. Of, it's more society, like you have yeah, to, like you you become a member of society. You don't yeah. start your own thing, or you're affiliated with the university and stuff. Yeah. yeah, but maybe that like sort of takes us perfectly into our next thing, which <laughs> is sort of like side projects. Yeah. Um, because of course, like um, one of the things I was really annoyed with them begin in the beginning of the year is that the because I was looking forward to having the whole like university experience because I grow like grow I've grown up watching like, Gilmore Girls so like what I was expecting was like the Yale thing of like I'm gonna like get into the school newspaper and they have like their own newsroom it's gonna be super exciting to work on this like I was maybe not expecting it to be like as like newspaper-ish but like at least have like a magazine or something mm. and then I come to a university that has like a really really good journalism course and a really fucking terrible magazine and it is like the only people that don't think it's terrible are the people that work on it so let's hope they're not listening well if they listen get your shit together <laughs> um because I think I was like it was so I was really really sad about it and like I was talking to you about it um because we had this project so we saw a lot more of each other like this like we moved to Glasgow has been a really good opportunity for us to just like get like a chance to see each other a mm. lot more which we used in the beginning of the year um and so we sort of like talked about it went to a gig together also with one of my friends from boarding school um, Cecilia and then we just talked about how it's really frustrating for me that there isn't one for um, Caledonian but there is like several <laughs> magazines and newspapers and whatever for Glasgow Uni <laughs> and I was so frustrated and I was like frustrated that none of these places offered a place for us to come together like there was no project where we could like work on it together yeah, to be fair I do think that you can like ask you new societies except people from outside mm. but it's more like if you would actually do it yeah I but guess. that seems a little odd right like yeah. why would you mm. like if you come in as like the only person i don't know yeah it seems a little weird but yeah that's yeah. sort of like perfectly like put lay the grounds for our biggest project of the year probably which has been starting our own magazine mm. Lit. i've just mentioned it so many times on this podcast yeah probably for the past couple of months like because it is like it has become a huge part of our lives yeah it takes up so much time but it's so, so much fun, and I am so thrilled that we got it started. Yeah. Um, it's given us so many opportunities. Just, like, um, two days ago, I was invited to a gig by Last Night from Glasgow, which is a record label I wrote about. And, like, I met new people that I hadn't talked to before, but also met people I'd interviewed already because they were, like, playing support. And it's just, it felt so, so cool <laughs> to feel, like, a part of, like, or to feel, like, known in, like, the little, like, indie label like yeah. um scene and for some reason just talking about like feeling danish and stuff mm. that's also the part of Glasgow that feels the most danish to me like yeah. the way those like everyone kind of knows each other and like it's like a small community yeah um and everyone's super nice but yeah, it's been really nice to have this like project to work on together mm. um also because like it allows like we've been sort of like trying to make it bigger and bigger which has like only happened the past what is it like month or two that people are like contributors have started like coming in yeah. but just seeing how people can use it as their own creative outlet and like their own like opportunity to go out and write there has been really really nice because I do think there's like I was missing a platform where I could do projects like have an excuse to go out and like just mm -hmm. like go out to a random person because you know they make nice music and be like hi I'm from this magazine love your stuff I want to write about you <laughs> um which has been super cool it's been really fun yes definitely yeah <laughs> Um, but what, like, you've also had, like, a lot of projects. See, you say that every single time, but you also do a lot. It's, yeah. It just seems like you have so much going on all the time. Yeah, I think this year was kind of 
helped me trying to figure out what I wanted to do. So I wanted to try mm-hmm. a lot of different things. Um, I think the first society that I went to, and the one that I knew I was definitely going to stay at, was Gust, because it's the student television we have. Um, and I'm going to be animator with Rowan next semester. So that's going to be really fun doing some animation stuff for that. Um, and then, yeah, I tried some like other stuff. Like I was stage manager for a play, for example. Which is really nice, and like the society is so nice, but I just don't think I have time for it, <laughs> basically. Um, and I also recently then got on the charity fashion show from Glasgow um, as a graphic designer, so that's also going to be fun next year. I mean, these are like things that are just starting now. Um, yeah, I don't know, like, I, my biggest individual project has definitely been lit, yeah. so um, that's, I mean, I've wrote some articles for Gum as well. But I think that's too hard to juggle for me to have like two Yeah, I think one magazines the, at least. The thing I've been realizing is that like, it's not just about how like how big the projects are, like how many projects like affects my like ability to work on it. Like yeah. I found that for me I can do like several like I could do like two big projects, like easy. Mm. But if I have like 15 like small projects like that doesn't work for me at all I can't juggle like mentally having a lot of things to dip in and out of yeah so um it's easier to immerse yourself in something yeah for the past like months like I had to we had to end the radio show I do on Radio Cali uh, first look a little early because I just couldn't like deal with like having an extra thing Mm. because I also felt like it wasn't really living up to like what I wanted it to be anyways yeah so I've like sort of like also like you said um trying to like find out what it actually is like you want to do exactly has been really important and like where you want to put your energy and for me like I have found that next year I have to be a lot more selective with like what I say yes to Mm. but also have to really evaluate like whether this is something that I am happy about like is this something like I really want to put my energy into because if not like if I'm not happy with the content that I produce or at least the process of producing that content I need to drop it. Like, yeah. there's no reason to continue projects that I'm not happy about. Yeah, I guess one of the reasons that I'm really looking forward to doing more animation is because that's a skill I want to learn. Mm-hmm. And that's also another thing, like, learning how to do new things. I wouldn't have thought of, you know, having podcasting as, like, really a thing. But now we're doing this, and we're hopefully also doing our lit podcast next year. Yeah, which year. we'll talk a little bit later, maybe. <laughs> um, a sneak peek to what we're working on. Um, so... I don't know, I feel like I'm looking, uh, I don't regret anything I did Mm. this year, but I'm looking looking forward to working more concentrated and more focused and kind of like picking up more useful skills, if that makes sense. Mm. Like it's really great trying different things, but it's also nice to know like, okay, this is something I want to work on and like hone your craft, sort of. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. But I think, like, it's also perfect for first year to just, like, say yes to everything mm. and then, like, come crashing down completely because, of course, you can't manage all of it. Like, I think <laughs> you're sort of supposed to do that. Yeah. Sort of, like, because you need to, like, test your limit so much. Um, yeah. And first year is good for that because it doesn't really count towards anything, like, academically. Mm. True. So. Yeah. And I also found that, like, um, I, I can do so much within, like, I think last year... <laughs> while I was in a gap year, like, I couldn't understand, like, how I juggled, like, um, during high school, like, doing student councils, yeah. wallpaper, like, how I juggled all of that, so, like, I took, a, like, when I took a gap year, I was like, how did I do all that, like, I did my dishes today, and I'm super proud, um, but then this year, I got that back, sort of, like, 
if I really wanted to, I could function on six hours of sleep and like juggle uni and all these projects. But also, it's not like a long term, like, no, <laughs> it's not a viable option to do it. Yeah. Um, so I've also sort of been along like side projects, like, and figuring out like whatever I really wanted to do. I've also tried to like figure out ways to contain myself. Yeah. Because I get so excited about projects. Like, Easily. And I think like, yeah, that's me. what we both do. Oh, that's yeah. why we say yes to all these things. Because there, <laughs> like, there are so many exciting projects yeah. that we could, like, even more that we could be doing. But also, like, it's it, it's not viable if you want to keep, like, sleep schedule and, like, sort of just a little bit of downtime. Yeah. And want to see your friends in a non-working context. Yeah. Because I think we've also been a little guilty of, like, the only, like... <laughs> time we've seen each other sometimes has been for meetings yeah that's true um, and we sort of like I don't sometimes I forget that there are meetings and they're technically work and not just like hanging out yeah and there is a difference like, we do spend a lot of time talking with each other yeah. which is good to some extent but also sometimes it's good to just like go see a movie and not mm-hmm. review it or like we went to the vaccines concert with Emma because we bought it for her birthday back in December and just like not review it it was really nice that was super nice also a good <laughs> concert Great concert, great disco lights, Mm. Uh, great uh, opening with uh, ABBA. (laughs) (sighs) So wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah. Um, But yeah, side projects has been really cool, but also a lot of work. Yeah. I think. It's just focusing your energy, I think. And um, I also need to actually make some money next year, so hopefully we'll get work. And that's why I'm like, I want to stop volunteering for stuff, (laughs) sort of, because I used to be very much into like festival volunteering, especially Mm -hmm. like for film festivals, which makes sense to some extent, but, like, so many people do it, and it often leads to nowhere. Mm. Like, even though you have a bunch of festival, like, volunteering experience, you might not, I don't know, like, get hired, because festival, like, film festivals are kind of shitty at paying people. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, I just decided that's kind of almost a waste of my energy, unless I really want to see the movies there. Yeah. (sighs) But, um... Yeah. I think we could talk forever about, like, (laughs) projects and stuff, but I think the next one is, like, very related to where we are right now, because we are currently on my floor for the last time Mm. um, in halls. Woo! (laughs) Um, I think the past month has also been a realization of, like, I want to get out of here so, so bad. Like, I just need to leave. I can't be here anymore. I think it's super frustrating that you're behind, like, a closed door at all times, because every door is a fire door thing that closes in case of a fire yeah i'm super tired of like random fire drills in the middle of the day the other day i was in the shower <laughs> and then they decided to do a fire drill. they don't warn you guys nope not at all we usually have a fire um like they just put on the fire alarm for like 10 seconds every friday they yeah. hadn't done that this friday but that was then because they did a full-on fire drill where everyone had to get out of the shower <laughs> Of the shower also, so, like, me... And, you know, you stand there in the shower and you're like, so is it worth dying? Like, how much would the water protect me from the fire? <laughs> um, mm, is it worth it? Like, if there's a fire in the building anyways... They check you guys' room, don't they? Because they yeah, get ours, so they check thing, it. Like, you get either, fined. <laughs> either I get out now or someone comes in and sees me naked in the shower. So it's like, all right, I'll get out. And you'll get a fine. <laughs> and you'll get a fine. It's probably not here, though. I don't think they'll give us fines. Oh, really? But, um, oh, okay. So, like, made it out. And, like, put on pants and everything. But it's so, like, I'm so tired of, like, having random people sort of, like, invading my private space. And, yes. Like, we also talked about this the other day, like, while I was also complaining about halls, because I've done that a lot recently. The fact that, because I'm living with people that I haven't really, like, made, like, a connection with. Like, I'm not really f- friends with, like, a lot of the people that I live with. Mostly, like, two of the guys I talk to. But our friendship is based on watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine as we eat. <laughs> and going to Tesco together, which is super nice, but also, like... 
It's a very not that deep of yeah, friendship. It's not a, like super deep friendship. And he is he if he's not in the kitchen, like I don't know the rest of the guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm really tired of like, just like feeling really crap and like wanting to go to the kitchen, but like having to put on proper clothes for it. Hmm. Um, and like feeling like awkward in the space, like as you move around each other in silence and trying to cook and like yeah, the only communication we have is saying like hi as you walk in the door and then you say bye as you walk out the door. Yeah, that's sort of like us, but I think. It's a bit nicer because I only live with three other people. Mm. So I still, even though we're not super tight or anything, I still feel like we have our own little space to yeah. some extent. I am tired about fire doors, but I'm also going to have to deal with them next year. Really? So, yeah, because everything that's HMO has to have fire doors. Ah, uh, okay. So you still is... have to keep your doors closed. What? So you still have to keep your doors yeah. closed at all times? I mean, you're not allowed to prop them open, but people still do it. Really? So I could imagine that maybe the living room door. Yeah, because I think it's really frustrating for me being used to living in a, a pretty big house like being used to have a lot of space like coming into this tiny Same. room and the door is always closed so you don't really see people so if you are by yourself one day like you don't leave your room then you don't see anyone yeah that's i also really don't like fire doors like the whole and like you're in your room and you just hear other people exit their room so yeah, yeah, yeah. loudly <laughs> it's so annoying um, um in general like noise has also been a lot yeah. of, like lately because um, there's a lot of like smokers and i live <laughs> with my window to the like yard so let's stand out there and smoke and then they don't really care whether like everyone can hear what they're saying which is kind of funny because they talk a lot of shit about other people <laughs> but when you're trying to go to bed at like 11.30, like, to be up the next day and productive, like, it's really frustrating that you have to, like, hear every single word and it's sort of, like, amplified in that little space. Um, mm. So I'm very... I'm not really going to live anywhere with, like, that's, like, particularly silent, but I'm looking forward to it being, like, passing cars rather than... Because cars, they sort it's of, like... Noise. It's background noise, whereas this is, like, you can't really not focus. It's mm. sort of like having a live podcast outside your window <laughs> that is just, like, super uninteresting. <laughs> oh, yikes. Um, yeah. No, um, also the people coming in, like, invading private space. I remember, you know, coming from Denmark, like, have like where I had my room and mm. knew everyone, like, I would, knew my mom wouldn't come in barging into my room yeah. without knocking and stuff like that. And then... <laughs> The first, I think it was like the first morning where I woke up in halls and like someone just comes into the flat because again, <laughs> it's so loud, so of course you can hear it. And I was just like, fuck. Mm. And I never check my emails anymore because they just keep sending like, oh, this can't contract to love access. Mm. Oh, this contract to love access. Like, I think three people come in to our flat like per week. Oh, and it's so annoying. And then he, I could like hear him going around and I know sometimes they go into the rooms because they have to check the radiator mm. or like, I don't know, the water yeah. or something, which is fine. But it was like my first night back and mm. I think I was alone in the flat as well. And it was kind of like, it wasn't early, but I was just really tired. And then I ended up putting on clothes anyway, because I was like, what if he does come in? Mm. And then I went back to sleep with my clothes on. <laughs> no one came into my room, but it was just really uncomfortable. I had one time where they locked me out of my own room because um, I was in the kitchen like making breakfast and then I heard them coming in and like making a lot of noise so like I just popped my head into the hallway and I was like all right yeah I'm in room seven you guys can just go in and then they locked on their way out so I had to like luckily I always wear my Birkenstock like everywhere in the kitchen because I'm super gross like walked all the way down to security <laughs> off and I was like hey y'all like um so you locked me out of my room can you let me in and luckily it was a morning where I wasn't in a hurry to get out the door 
But, like, what if I, like, was on my way to class? This could have been so stressful, yeah. Yeah, because my keys were inside, and I was like, oh, you're kidding me? Like, <laughs> you invade my private space, like, go into my room unannounced. Like, I wasn't really, like, I don't remember being told that they were going to come along. Because mm. um, they don't really care to warn us. Like, that would have been so nice to know, like, um, we have fire drills this period, or, like, we come and say hello in this period. Um, but, yeah. Mm. Cleaners, however, super nice people. I love the cleaner that we have. She is the loveliest lady in the entire world. I never feel disturbed by her coming in, which I thought was going to be an issue. But, like, she just comes in and she's like, hi, honey. And, like, walks uh, around like, oh, do you have uni today? And, like, and oh, she recognizes so us and stuff, which is so. I forget that flats have cleaners until I see them, like, outside mm-hmm. Murano because our flat doesn't. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, you know, I really, that has been incredible i'm gonna miss someone taking out the bin for me um <laughs> totally yeah. the hardest part definitely. but i'm not gonna miss like because we don't recycle here <laughs> and it makes me feel like such a shitty person that we don't even like do like bio and everything else but like we don't recycle anything like glass like paper all that it's impossible to recycle here well it's also glass yeah. so just put your glass in a normal yeah that's really heavy that's super heavy. <laughs> but the cleaners have to deal with it, so, because oh, they take yes. out our bin. Mm. Um, no, but it's super frustrating that it's so difficult to recycle here. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I feel like usually Britain cares quite a lot about recycling. Yeah, that's the thing. They care a lot. They just don't add this accommodation. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, I think I could also... Uh, another thing I could talk about, like, forever is, like, complain about halls. Um, but well, I do think, to... like, um, to sort of, like take it back to what it was like in the beginning like I was really I'm really happy that I did go into halls yeah it's just the last month has been a little like I've been ready to leave in the beginning it was great it was it's been great to be so close to like especially when we had the snow days like we'd hung out with like my classmates and stuff around like all the ones that live in the same accommodation like uh, hung out together which was super nice um and just like being close to friends and stuff and being super close to uni has been incredible so like I'm not sad about or like mad about my decision to go here in the first place yeah it's just like being aware that it doesn't necessarily stay that way (laughs) yeah I'm not that close to uni so yeah you're not even (laughs) like the only thing I'm happy about is that I chose a small flat like I wouldn't Mm. have been able to deal with living with 12 people no yeah so and like the parties and stuff to go on like I live with like three quite quiet people so Mm. it's very chill and like even if they're not like even if they do pre's and stuff they're really considerate all the time like without ask, like I've never had the feeling that I have to like ask them to keep it down or anything. So yeah, no, I've also been really lucky with like I'm not best friends with my flatmates, but it also like means that we're pretty uh, clean and mm. like it's just a well functioning flat. Like there's nothing yeah. wrong, mm. which has been wonderful. Um, so yeah. yeah, I'm happy about that. <laughs> but of course, the flats are in Glasgow. <laughs> so um, smooth transition. Smooth transition. Like <laughs> talk about Glasgow as a city for a little bit. We've um, talked a bit, I guess. Yeah, about, we've like, talked like but, cultural things. Yeah, I don't know if there's like much to say. Like I'm just really happy about it. Yeah, I think like Glasgow fits me perfectly. Like my personal mm-hmm. sort of like what I want in like size of a city, and like there's so much like happening all the time um yeah it's just been like incredible I'm really happy that I didn't end up like applying to somewhere near Edinburgh because I feel like Glasgow is a lot more me than Edinburgh is yeah <laughs> like Edinburgh is probably like super pretty super nice but I think Glasgow is a lot more interesting yeah it has a little bit more 
of an edge actual to it. Yeah, I was, I was trying not to say edge. It's a little edgy. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a little um. cooler. No. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the other place I applied to was Everdeen. Mm. Uh, but I think I quite early found out that if I wasn't going to go to Glasgow, I would go to Aarhus. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I don't think I would have minded, but I think Glasgow's a little... Glasgow was the right choice. Yeah, definitely. And also, I hadn't been here before, so that was also a little yeah. bit of a gamble. But... um. Yeah, I'm really happy with what I found, <laughs> so to speak. Um, I don't, I don't know, like, it's a bit hard, but I don't think I'll stay after I graduate, though. No. I feel like it's one of those, like, after four years, I'll have... You're done. I'll have my... Because I'm... Yeah, it's also not that big. No, exactly, and I think I'm a type of person who wants to live many different places mm. and can explore, so I would love to, like, go to Copenhagen again, or go to Berlin or something, even though I know you don't, yeah. didn't have a great Berlin experience. I had a great Berlin experience. Yeah, living there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you just once said that, I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. like, it was super hard. Like, I was yeah, mentally was fucked. Hard. Like, it was so, so hard, because I was, like, gap year, like, being out, like, having but no routine. But you also routine, didn't speak and, the like, language. I didn't speak the language. Like, so many things were wrong, but, like, Berlin as a city oh, okay. is incredible. Like, it's yeah. my favorite place on earth. Probably. It's just... It was just, like... Hard. <laughs> mentally exhausting yeah. to be there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But I would love to lived here for a bit I think yeah yeah I'd love to go back to Berlin um I miss it a lot like we can practice German together <laughs> I'd love to go back to Berlin and get a job where I speak English I think is more actually that's like a huge complaint I heard that people from like the Germans in yeah. Berlin get super angry because they're like oh why do all these people come to Berlin and not even learn the language because it's so difficult <laughs> German is not the most difficult um... I think it's easier than French yeah, Gra- I wouldn't say like there are more difficult languages <laughs> out there. Like I also think Chinese is probably difficult yeah, but to like learn, from like but European yeah, languages, yeah. no, because it's Germanic, isn't Danish Germanic as but, well? Don't test English me. is <laughs> so yeah. I think I don't know. I don't know languages. Like okay. <laughs> my Latin teacher gave up on me, and that was where we <laughs> talked about like where languages stem from. Oh, okay, <laughs> she just wouldn't teach me because I was that bad at it <laughs> but also i don't like grammar which is why german hasn't worked for me okay so that's why glasgow is also great speak english yeah i love english great i don't know if i'll uh, stick around but I, i've also sort of like dropped the whole idea of knowing where i'm yeah, gonna be that's true uh, i'm just really happy like that i know where i'm gonna be for a couple of years like I think after i talked to emma about this because we sort of like you know like we moved from denmark to berlin together and then Moved back to Denmark and then we moved to Glasgow or like to Scotland, both of us, and it's been really hectic to move around that much, That's true. especially from country to country. Um, it takes a lot of adjusting, and then um, you also like move basically because we're um, off for so long. You move back for summer to Denmark, so it's been really frustrating to move around that much. But it's really nice now to be a little more grounded and sort of like mm. at least know that you're in Denmark for three, four months over the summer, and then you're in. Scotland for the rest of the year to have that like yeah to know where you are for full four years is just like so comforting but also just like the simple moving part like moving to a flat mm. I really hope that I don't have to do that again because it's so much trouble right now for me to yeah. find out like where to keep my stuff and like how to work everything out and like mm. move back and yeah like we move in August and I'm like at a music festival and I have to go back to Denmark from the music <laughs> festival and then go straight to Glasgow to move in yeah. It's a bit much sometimes. Yeah, I think I was really lucky with the whole moving situation that has not been stressful at all. 
um, because I know exactly where I'm going to go and we have the apartment like over summer to store things in mm. um, so that's been really nice I'm very excited to move there um, and I'm so excited to decorate we've talked so much about this like, yeah oh, um, I was on FaceTime I'm a lot on FaceTime with my mom <laughs> especially recently it's like twice a day because um, everyone's so busy that like no one has time to hang out with me <laughs> so I'll I'm just here FaceTime now. with me yeah but you have exam stuff I can't talk to you like no, no, no. I like it. Time. It's called procrastination. Yeah, but the problem is we procrastinate for five hours, <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't work if you want <laughs> to pass your exams. Um, but I was on FaceTime and like, we just ended up on the IKEA website looking at different like <laughs> desks mm. and like she was like, screenshot that, like remember that thing and like you could put that there and like make sure to get me some pictures and like so we can... I was, like, oh, oh, amazing. This is beautiful. I love it. Like yeah. I love having... I love that we both have a mood board as well. Like you have your Pinterest mood yeah, board yeah. and I have my Photoshop mood board. Yeah. So... Um, um, also, when I was at NASA, which is the Student Television Awards in Sheffield, uh, Rowan and I walked around for a day, mm-hmm. and we went by this like little shop that sold interior mm-hmm. things, and they have a web shop. <laughs> and Sheffield is kind of close to York, so now I've planned with Sarah that we're gonna do like a day trip out there at some point, so I can buy like have some really nice cups and stuff. Because <laughs> yeah, nice. why not yeah. go to Sheffield to buy your. If yeah. you're design things. If you're really into it, then sure. I'm really into it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think, like, yeah, maybe we could continue talking about things, for, like, decor things forever, but maybe it's also time to sort of, like, wrap it up. Yeah. As sad as it is. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. For now. Um, yeah. I think we might be coming back next year to do a second year wrap-up. Yeah, but that would be the end of second year. The end of second, so we'll uh, see you in a year, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for now, um, we are planning to do a podcast um, for Lid. Um, that's going to be, instead of a, a book club, we're going to do a record club every month, um, mm-hmm. which is super exciting. Uh, I'm very excited to listen to some new music, to get challenged <laughs> on my music taste. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you want to follow us, like of course, like, head over to lid that's where all of it happens um for now but yeah i don't know do you have any wrapping closing remarks closing remarks no it's been great i'm super excited i think i'm gonna go back um and listen to her first episode yeah because i'm excited to hear baby us i'm still really bad at listening to my own voice yeah which is interesting because you've had to do it a lot for this yeah and i cringe every single time Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think that's the one thing that like really happened this year is like I've listened to myself talk so much. I feel like you have a really nice radio voice and that's why it works for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. But as someone who's not going to go into radio, probably, as yeah. far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned to find <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm not going to try to guess what my future is going to be. Yeah. Okay, but that was so, it. Yeah. Yeah, that that was, was it for now, wrapping. Mm-hmm. remarks um thank you for following our first year at university bye <laughs>